You are tuned into Your Voice, Your Power with Anika. Real lives, real stories, and real hope through transformational leadership. You have entered the safe zone. The safe space for creatives, executives, business owners, dreamers, and leaders of the new school. Sharing tips, tools, and resources to thrive with authenticity as authorities on a global scale. Transformation is power, and so is your truth. Stay tuned for The Real Deal with Anika and her guests. Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and today we have another podcast panel. And I know you love our podcast panel, so we're going to keep on bringing the goodness. Today, we are talking about transferable skills. And for many of you, you may not even know this term, but it is extremely relevant in this day and age. We are working in a global workforce, whether you're an entrepreneur or a corporate employee. And most importantly, we want to shed knowledge and awareness of transferable skills. So first, to start the conversation, we are going to define transferable skills. And they are portable skills and abilities that you can transfer from one job to another. The term transferable skills collectively refers to such skills as communication, adaptability, or collaboration, just to name a few. We're going to go deep in this conversation. We're going to talk about your your experience, your education, and how to really maximize your impact in your field. So I want to introduce our panelists today, and we are going to start with Katyra Holland. Hey, Katyra. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. It is such a pleasure. Can you tell the world who you are and what you do? Yeah, so my name is Katyra Poland. I'm a Rochester, New York native. I'm the CEO of Love for Words, which is an editing boutique. And I primarily work with other Black entrepreneurs to help them uh, through the self-publishing process and, of course, polish their manuscripts so they're ready to be published. Um, I am also a nine-time published author, and I have a podcast called Editor Knows Best. And I interview other authors and literary professionals, editors, um, to have them share with the audience about their experiences and offer recommendations or advice for those on the journey to becoming self-published authors. I love it. And congratulations on all your success. I look forward to hearing your perspective on this topic because as a writer, I have clients who, you know, have been doing it forever and don't even know that they're doing so many things, but they don't even attempt to, to reach, you know, to expand their reach because they fear that they're not good enough. So we're definitely going to hit on that. So um, Tammy, Tammy Johnston, can you introduce yourself to the world? Tell them who you are and what you do. So my clients kind of name me the hold your hand and kick your butt business coach. (laughs) I work with solopreneurs as early in their journey as possible, like idea stage up to two years in business. And I teach them the basic foundational skills that they need in order to survive mindset habits marketing advisory team financials systems cash flow and profit all of it doesn't matter what your business is doesn't matter if it's product or service those are the foundational pieces and i am on a total and complete mission to make it so that more small businesses survive because unfortunately 
the failure rate within the first two years is absolutely horrifying. And it's very, very rarely because they ever have a problem with their product or service or they're not working hard enough. It's that they do not know what they don't know. And they burn out, they're missing things, and it's completely avoidable if they can get the right education. And most people, and how I had to start out myself, is they have to kind of bump around in the dark, collecting their bruises and hope they survive because it's all piecemeal, different pieces all over. And business cannot survive that way. We need good business to look after our families, our customers, and our communities. I love it. And you are absolutely right. 90% of businesses will fail, if not in two years, by five. Mm -hmm. And that statistic is even greater for women. And so I am so grateful to have both of you here because I want to kind of shake things up and, and really get women, especially to invest in themselves in coaching, consulting. You know, we all have this great mission to, to expand the knowledge and, and help others succeed. But we can't do that if people aren't investing in themselves, if people are not reaching out for help, if people aren't educating themselves on what works and, and what they need to do. But the, the, real, the real kicker, the real you know, golden nugget that I want to hit on today is that no matter what your job is or was in corporate, you have skills that transfer into your business. And we're gonna talk about what those skills are and what they look like. Even if for me, I'm an active duty military spouse, I am disabled and I'm a student. And it doesn't matter that in each of those roles, I am gaining and building on skills that you may or may not use in the workforce, but they are extremely relevant in your business. Because if you are managing a household, if you are managing kids, if you are managing healthcare, you know, for your family, if you're managing events for your family, that's management. Doesn't matter what it looks like. And for a lot of women, there are gaps in their resume. There are things that they don't know how to communicate to the world that are skills. So the first thing I want to start off with you, Tammy, as to what I said, what is your perception and what is your, your idea of skills, let's say for women? Well, one of the things that I find, because I, I work with a lot of women that are relatively new to motherhood and stuff because they're, they want to start a business because they want to have more control over their life and getting yourself a J-O-B doesn't give you much control and it typically pays you nothing and it's not, it's not worth it. So they want to set up a, a business that can help support their family and still give them the flexibility. And as you were saying, all the stuff that you're doing as a mom, those are skills that totally and completely tie into your business. Like if you're, if you're managing a bunch of little kids, the amount of patience, organizational skills, communication skills that are required to not go insane, totally tie into what you're doing business-wise. And, and running a household, like, I always, I always joke that it's a good thing we have moms because dads are great. But if dads were left in charge of everything, people would die because mom has to be able to answer the phone, keep one kid from drinking out of the toilet with a dog, make dinner, get the backpacks organized and 50,000 other things that I'm going, if you go from having like a household with three small kids to running a business, you're going to go, this is a holiday if you're doing it right. <laughs> 
you oh, I would just oh go ahead go ahead go ahead Katira I'm just saying absolutely Oh, I was just going to chime in and say that even things that we do as hobbies mm -hmm. um, include transferable skills. Yep. So I started my podcast because I wanted to create a space for authors to feel supported. Um, so it wasn't necessarily a part of a job or a part of a contract that I had, but it was something that came out of my interest in helping other authors and those in the field. Um, but of course, having a podcast involves public speaking. So even if it's not something you're assigned to do, um, there's always transferable skills, even in your hobbies. So, you know, being able to have the podcast and um, also with that comes improvisation. So like if the audio goes out, how do you fill in that um, dead air? Um, how do you, you know, recover if you have a slip up and you mispronounce a word? Um, so there are so many things that you're doing, like you said, that you don't realize you're learning and using transferable skills that can be brought over to your business or, you know, if, you, if you're an employee to your, your work world as well. I love that you said that because I started the podcast first um, when I, I, I think I started my coaching and didn't figure out how to market it, didn't figure out, you know, who my ideal client was. And I, I said, okay, well, I can do a podcast because I can talk. Now I have panic disorders. So I have a huge fear of being on stage. I, I do public speaking because I was in student government. I was in band and all that. But if I'm by myself, anxiety takes over. The podcast allows me to voice my opinion without having to have that fear of someone looking at me. And so to your point, improvisation, podcasting also, you know, problem solving. Problem solving is the number one transferable skill. And I'm sorry, if you are a parent, if you are a spouse, if you are anything in this world, you have problem solving skills. They may be good. They may be bad. They may, you know, they may be, you know, you can, they could be better, but you have them, you know, so the first couple transferable skills on my list are problem solving, analytical reasoning, critical thinking, leadership, adaptability, and teamwork. And I want you two to marinate on that and, and tell us what are some of those skills that you have identified working with clients that they may not even know that they have. Can you guys shed some light on some of those well, skills? Pretty much for everything you just listed. Because they think if, it, if it's not something that I went to school for and I got this, this piece of paper with the, with the gold fake stamp on it, it doesn't count. And, and that's a lot of stuff with like computer skills and things like that. I'm going, I'm go trying to think, do I have any actual official stamps for any of the computer stuff that I've done? I'm going, no, like I, I had to teach myself how to create my first website like 20 years ago. And I went through and did it. And then I've been learning and stuff as we've been going. Like I started with WordPress like 18 years ago. And oh my goodness, that was it's like looking for pregnant cows trying to find a widget. <laughs> and now it's a thousand times better. But I'm going, you learn all of this stuff and you learn it because, because you're doing it as Katayar said, you're doing it as your hobby or you're, you're, I have to navigate this stuff for school for my kids. And I like to believe I'm a pretty smart person. Like I used, when I was in school, I used to tutor in math 31, which is advanced calculus. I couldn't help my daughter with her primary school math homework because I'm going, I know what the answer is. I have no freaking clue how you came up with it. And I'm not messing with it. So you're going to have to 
get your teacher to help you with it because otherwise we're going to confuse you. But you're always learning these skills, like the problem solving and the communication. And you want to talk about marketing? You try to get an obstinate four-year-old to do anything. <laughs> that is a marketing skill. <laughs> um, I would add to that uh, public relations. Um, a lot of women, you know, are in specifically like the nonprofit world. And as we know, nonprofits have limited funding. So you have to search for free opportunities to promote your programs, um, opportunities. You have to seek out grants. So that's all that all fa fa that all falls under <laughs> public relations, um, being able to promote yourself without a budget um, versus marketing, which of course involves money. But I find that a lot of women don't realize that that's what they're doing. So even like with, you know, um, virtual tours, a lot of authors are doing virtual book tours, but that entails you doing research, finding out which podcasts are free, how much they cost, um, where they're based. Do you want to do a podcast, um, you know, in the North, South, East and West, so you're essentially covering the whole country. Um, so being innovative in that way and finding ways to promote your projects and your programs or your business, that all involves, involves public relations and um, figuring out effective ways to promote yourself and the things that you're doing. Yeah, you were asked to, add to that what Katyra was saying about um, the public relations and stuff. It's about creativity. Because when I started my business, um, no money, no money. And so many people think marketing, it's all about just, okay, I'm going to put up an ad on TV or radio. No, there's so many ways to market. And it's, it's being creative and, and problem solving and going, where are the people I need to be getting in front of? What is the best way to cost and time effectively get in front of them? Like, you are filled with transferable skills. Creativity is on my list. And that, that is so true. And, and I'm sitting here writing because when Katyra said public, public relations, under that, you have marketing grants, networking, 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 women network. We function in villages. We are experts at communication, whether it is verbal, nonverbal, body language, whatever, we communicate. And, and that's the thing, when we're selling Girl Scout cookies for our kids, I was talking yesterday about these doggone fundraisers that used to come home and I was horrible. I was in direct sales at one point, I sucked. I had to buy all my PV you know, to make it because I was so scared to ask people for something or for money. And, and as an entrepreneur, a lot of us struggle, we have this passion, we have this desire, but our, our insecurities don't allow us to really communicate to the best of our ability and put ourselves in front of where we need to be. If we were able to really take that, that, that wherewithal that we have that we do for our kids, that we do for others, because we are more willing to do things for others than we are for ourselves. If we could transfer those skills and take our face off of it, because let's be real, when you're an entrepreneur, you are your brand. That is what impairs us from being able to communicate our message because we're putting us in front of what our service, our product or services. But that creativity of figuring out how to market because we have these great ideas and we know that women in the world need what we have, but trying to figure out how to put it in the perfect place to, to reach our target market, our target audience, 
That is the challenge. And when you are broke, you are extremely resourceful. You have to be creative out your mind to figure out exactly who will promote you, where that should be. And, and the first thing that I'm gonna say about that is you gotta narrow. I remember when I was doing all the research and they were like, narrow, narrow, narrow. I'm like, no, but I got all this to give. I can't, you know, limit it into this little bundle. You wanna put me in a box? I was so mad. Three years later, now I'm like, I'm narrowing. I'm dropping this off, dropping this off. Nope, don't care about this. Don't care about that. You have to narrow your focus and, and really manage, you know, what it is that you are trying to do. Take all of those skills and all those tools out of your toolbox that you've used for your kids' fundraisers and everything else. And you put your product where those Girl Scout cookies are. And then you put it right in front of the people that need it. And, and, and that's using all of them, analytical reasoning, critical thinking, leadership, adaptability, teamwork, communication. You're putting all of that in a bundle because we are a walking resource. And, and we have to learn how to maximize that and communicate it effectively. So I want you each to give our listeners some tips and tools on how to package their skills and, and really really turn it into, hmm, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but how, what are some actionable steps that, that everyone can use to move forward? You know, first identifying what their skills are, maybe journaling, making a list, you know, what, what do you tell your clients? What, what are your ideas for how to identify your skills that you can then take action, I guess is my question. So, there, I, I want to say something about what you had said before um, about looking for the perfect place. I do want to speak to that because there's no such thing as perfect. It's about putting yourself out there. And, and one of the things that I hammer on to my clients over and over and over and over and over again, after everything, do an autopsy, what worked, what didn't, what do I want to try next time? You have to get that feedback. You have to be looking at it. And when I'm getting people just starting out I make them do it in writing. And it doesn't have to be a long drawn out process, but that also sh shuts down um, those awful internal voices that are, are trying to suck the life out of you. I call mine Ahmed the internal terrorist, <laughs> kind of after Jeff Foxworth, not Jeff Foxworthy, uh, Jeff Dunham's Ahmed the dead terror. I call mine Ahmed the internal terrorist. But if you're wanting to be looking at, okay, what are my, what are my skills and stuff, start it works better when you're working with a friend, somebody that loves you and supports you and just start listing all the things that you, that you do and that you're good at and stuff because we will discount ourselves all the time. I don't have any skills, but when they, you have somebody who loves you and supports you and it's gonna, well, look at, you do this and you do this. You're like, oh my God, you managed to like, you're running a household with three kids and, and, and all of this stuff and your husband is, is, away a lot of the times so you have to doing this as a single parent you gotta look after all this and get them listing it for you so that you can actually start to see and then okay how can i either put this into a resume or how do i put this into a business that works in with my life do it in writing do it with a friend those those would be the two first things i would have somebody do yeah, I would say um, take note of things that you do that others are amazed by. So if there's something that 
um, comes very naturally to you. And when you learn that someone else doesn't do it that way, or they struggle with it and you're surprised by it, um, that is usually an inkling that whatever that skill is, it's something that is your gift and a talent that you have. So, you know, sometimes I find myself, you know, wondering, you know, why people, you know, struggle with remembering things or um, that they're not using a certain tool that I use. So I put all my things on the calendar, like on my Google calendar, but that's not natural to everyone. So there are a lot of people who, you know, they don't have a way of tracking when or where they're supposed to be or what events they have coming up. Um, they don't, you know, check their emails regularly. So although for me, that's something minor, like, oh, that's easy. There are a lot of people who struggle with that. So maybe organization might um, be identified as one of my strengths and something that will help me be successful in different areas of my life. So that's what I would recommend um, whenever you find yourself in awe that somebody doesn't do um, what you do or that they're struggling with something that comes very naturally to you. Um, you can use that to guide, you know, what, what lane you're supposed to be in. I absolutely agree. I started asking people, what am I good at? When I first started my coaching business, all I knew to do was counsel. I was a case manager. I was a group therapist. I only knew, but I did not want to get a license. And I knew I didn't want to just do therapy. I love coordinating things. I love program development. But until I got my master's, I knew I couldn't get a program coordinator job. So I was like, what can I do? You know, I got sick every time I got in school, something happened and it took me 10 years to get my master's. And I was like, but I have all these skills. How do I package them? And then how do I charge? What do I charge? Then people want a certification. To your point, Tammy, just because you don't have a certification does not mean that that skill is not relevant. What you have to do is you have to calculate how much time you have spent using that skill. What jobs did you use that skill in? Then you write it down on a resume. You create a chronological timeline of everything that you've ever done. Volunteerism, jobs, trainings. How many of us discount our trainings? How many trainings have we gone? I don't know. I've had to take CPR every year for the last 20 something years. And I'm like, I never put it anywhere. But guess what? Everybody's not certified in CPR. Everybody wasn't in law enforcement. Everybody wasn't in healthcare. That is a skill that some people may hire you for. If you're bilingual, that may get you a job alone. Communication is key. Critical thinking, everyone is not capable. Everyone can't problem solve. You know, and, and so we, we take a lot of these things for granted, but if we're looking to improve any of these skills, there are five things that we can do. One, take a course. If you have LinkedIn, if you know of Udemy, if you know of any of our websites, most of us have courses, we have trainings, we have tut tutorials, we have workshops. You can take a course. Two, attend events and workshops. How many of us put on events and workshops for a living? It doesn't just have to be the big names. It doesn't have to be whatever. You can Google a word and I promise you they'll come up, whether it's Eventbrite, people's websites, whatever it may be. Seek out a mentor or a coach. That is the key. How many coaches are out there? Just because they're not ICF certified does not mean that they're not skilled. It may mean that they are a startup and haven't had the financial ability to go get one of these big wig certifications. But if you look at someone's resume and you look at the fields that they've worked in, 
some of these people have multiple skill levels and have worked in corporate in different sectors, healthcare, counseling, business, whatever. Just because you think that there's only one way to, you know, to, to hire a coach or to do whatever, you can get references. You, you find somebody that you trust and ask them to recommend somebody. You listen to a podcast, you go to Amazon and you look at some of these eBooks that people put out that are, I mean, the eBooks, what, $1.99 sometimes? So there are ways to do this. And again, as, as Tammy and Katara both said, there's tons of free resources, you know, but don't be afraid to spend $150 for a conference. Cause I'm gonna tell you something, you are gonna get way more out of that than if you were to sit at your computer and download like me and print a gazillion resources and get confused on the verbiage and terminology because people are using different words to say the same thing. Um, four, build your leadership skills. And five, learn how to manage your finances. So out of all of those that I said, what is your feedback on those? Because I know y'all got something to say about that. You are totally and completely preaching to the choir. And when, and when you finished it off with get control of your finances, that, that, is, that is my world. That is actually my background. I've been in financial services for 28 years. And money is a more taboo subject than sex. There is more shame, guilt, uh, embarrassment tied to that topic than anything else. So people avoid the subject completely as much as possible in their personal life, unless it's on fire. And they do the same thing with their business financials because they don't, they, they think it's complicated. No, it's not. Can you count? Can you add, subtract, multiply, and divide? Those are the only skills that you need and then everything else we can build on. When you are focusing on it and not obsessing, but paying attention, your business numbers tell you incredible, beautiful, wonderful stories that you can use to build your business and help your clients better as well as look after your family. And that is the number one thing that I have found from working with small business owners from everything from idea up to I've been successful in business for 40 years. That is the number one thing that they all try to avoid. They're going, I'm not an accountant. I don't want to go there. No, you need a good accountant. But if you are not paying attention to your financials, you are shooting yourself, not in one foot, but both of them. <laughs> and, and I'm probably talking to a lot of Americans and I know you have access to guns. <laughs> Yeah, I agree that uh, personal finances are very important. Um, however, however, I'd like to touch on um, investing in yourself. Um, sometimes we learn that that's selfish or that um, we shouldn't be investing in ourselves. We should invest in other people, especially as women. Um, so I think it's very important to, you know, recognize things that excite you and that you're passionate about and take advantage of those opportunities. Um, it's okay, you know, to go to a conference. And in regards to the price tag, um, I would encourage people to start thinking of the price tag as an investment instead of a price or a cost. So I'm not paying $150 to go, go to a conference. I'm investing $150 to go to a conference because I'm going to be gaining, you know, I'll be expanding my network. 
I'll be learning about new tools. I'll be learning about new resources. I may make friends from this conference. So there are lots of investments in that way. I mean, all investments don't have to cost money and they don't necessarily have to be business investments. Um, if going to the spa replenishes you, um, that makes you feel better, helps you think clearer, then that's an investment in your well-being. So going to the spa once a month um, could be how you invest in yourself on a personal level. Or, you know, if you are a mother, it's okay to maybe get a sitter, you know, one weekend or two weekends a month um, when you need that time away or you have date night with your husband and things like that. So there are many ways that you can invest that don't involve money. I mean, you shouldn't be afraid to do that. And for those of you who have been conditioned um, that that's wrong. I encourage you to unlearn that and take small steps so that you get more comfortable investing yourself and realizing the power behind that and that um, it's actually essential to your well-being and your growth. I'm, I'm just going to add in on that because I am like 100% in favor of that. Investments that you make into you are the best investment equipment wears out all sorts of stuff but the investments that you put into yourself into your learning into proper networking and stuff pay off and they pay off exponentially one of the things that i work with with my clients when we're going through things and trying to figure out an investment because it's not just money it is it is time what is your return on investment and you're going okay if you're going to go you only have to pay 150 bucks to go to this conference how much are you going to learn that's going to make your business or your, or your job go better? Who could you possibly meet that could introduce you to new people? How, how many sales would you need to make in order to pay for that and then have it turn up? And there's somewhere it's like, you know what? No, that's not where I am right now. That's a little bit too high. Let's go a little bit small. And then there's some, it's like, that's a no brainer. If you, if it's 150 bucks and you can't make that back up from what you learn or who you meet, there is something seriously wrong. <laughs> there is something seriously wrong. You have to invest in yourself. You have to invest in your business. You just need to be smart about it. And you know what? That is a cultural thing. And, you know, both of you have stated that as women, we are conditioned to serve and invest in others first. And I can say I don't care if you black, white, what country you're from, but especially if you are religious, that is, you know, servant leadership is key. But one thing that successful, effective leaders do is self-care. Self-care is paramount. Mental health is paramount. Doesn't matter what your label is, doesn't matter what your problem is. Anxiety, depression, fear, all of this stuff, when you become an entrepreneur, it is compounded. And so if you are not the firm foundation that you need to be to be successful, and, and this, is, this is relevant no matter what you do, whether you're, you're getting into a marriage, you're starting a new job, you're starting a business, you know, your kids are growing, you have to be the foundation and you have to be firm, you have to be whole. And when you are an entrepreneur, the minute that you start putting yourself out there to the world, you are opening yourself up for rejection, for things that you didn't even know that you had, your daddy issues, your childhood traumas, all of that is gonna come back and slap you in your face. And it's gonna come out in communications with others, with clients, with, with you know counterparts, all of these things. 
one of the reasons we're talking about transferable skills is because you have to be able to be self-aware. You have to know who you are, what you have to give, and who can best utilize your services. And going to events and surrounding yourself around like-minded people, it is so important. It is so important. And so as you're working on yourself, you got to understand that this is a fluid process. This isn't something you're going to do once a month. You're going to do this every single day. And I will tell each of you, since I have moved to Hawaii, I spend anywhere from two to four hours on self-care a day because my mind is so jacked up being isolated from everyone I know and love the issues that I'm facing, the cultural differences, the needs of my children, the needs of my husband, the needs of myself, my health being you know, challenged and not having accessible services. There's so much that's gonna happen and you are expected to continue to perform no matter what's going on. You're out there, you know, you are taking on clients, you're doing all these things. So to each of you's point, if you get nothing else from this, invest in yourself because you are worth it and you are capable. And if we continue to invest in ourselves, and I'll tell you the one, one thing that I'm grateful for doing this podcast and, and working as an entrepreneur, I have access to every kind of coach. I have interviewed women that I didn't even know existed. My, one of my first podcasts was a divorce coach. I was like, where were you when I was getting divorced? <laughs> but nowadays, like, you know, if you have health issues, I, there's, there's kitchen coaches. There's people that will write recipes for you. There are people that will manage your calendar for you. There are people that will, and, and they love to do this. And if you think about $50 for somebody to write up your schedule or whatever like that, you think about how many hours it would take you to do that as we sit and we fumble over the stuff that we don't like to do. If you calculate how much time it takes us to do some of these things, what is your time worth? I'm gonna get off my tangent. Any other comments, any other tips, tools that you want to provide oh, oh, to the audience it, before we it. go? You are, you, are covering, <laughs> you are covering the bases. Um, I, I just, you're talking about all this stuff and I'm going, you cannot pour from an empty cup. And there's so many, and women, women, we're the, we're the worst. I've, I like to believe I've mostly gotten over this because I'm going, I'm mom. I am the primary breadwinner. I've been the sole breadwinner many, many times because I have the ability to make the money. My husband is very much an employee. He's a dream employee, but there's a limit to that. And I'm going, if I crash and burn, everything comes down. Everything comes down. If, if I'm sick or just a big pile of mush, I can't help. I can't help my clients. I can't help my, my kid. I can't help my husband. I can't help anybody. You have to look after you. You are the most important person. Anybody who's ever flown, the first thing they say, if the oxygen mask drops, put yours on first because if you pass out, you're useless. <laughs> you pass out, you're useless. You have to take care of you. And yes, there are so many wonderful, amazing coaches and VAs and all of this stuff. You just want to be making sure what is it that I need before you start investing because otherwise you can be investing in wonderful stuff that is not right for you and go broke doing it. I would just say um, that mistakes are inevitable. So some people get um, tripped up with analysis paralysis and they 
think of all the things that could go wrong. So they end up not doing anything at all. So just know that it's part of life. It's a part of the process. Um, There are people and resources there to help you recover from your mistakes. And you are not the only person that makes mistakes and you're not alone. So don't be afraid of that. Um, And also don't let that stop you from reaching your goals. You won't learn unless you make mistakes. So that's a a lesson that I've learned along the way. And I know that's a common fear um, with women and with entrepreneurs in general. Success is learning to fail faster and learn from your mistakes. Don't just keep making the same mistakes because then you got a problem. But that's why I'm always on the autopsy. What worked, what didn't, what do I want to try next time? Even when we succeed, what worked, what didn't, what do we want to try next time? Because if you're not making any mistakes, you aren't doing anything. Nothing is going to work perfectly. Perfectly does not exist. Put yourself out there. Keep growing and improving and, and learning. When I started my business 20 years ago, I like the things I have learned and how much better I am now. And I am looking forward to meeting me 20 years from now to see what I've accomplished. I love that. Looking forward to meeting me. Let me tell you something. Since I've been on this, this whole growth journey, I love me more and more every day. So I can't even imagine what the 20 year from now me looks like. Oh my gosh. You just got me excited, Tammy. I'm yeah. I can't wait for 20 years from now. Cause I'm going to be hot like fire what oh yeah so and, and you're pretty smoking now too it's only that here you thank have learned you. so much you have grown you have accomplished things we all have and it's yes we want to meet who we are going to be 20 years from now because we're constantly learning and growing but own who you are now you're awesome yes. yep. you're awesome own it yeah i'm i'm I, I have just given myself permission within the last year to be who I am. And then I give a damn who has a problem with it. Cause guess what? It's not my problem. It's their problem. And you know, my people pleasing, I am in people pleasing recovery. It is a process. I'm in perfection recovery. And thank you, Katyra, because analysis paralysis, I'm in advanced inferential statistics in, in school right now. That, that analysis paralysis is so real, but I love the <laughs> autopsy analogy too. I, I'm, I'm getting all the golden nuggets and I hope listeners are, are getting it, downloading it and dropping it too. Because at the end of the day, everything that we're preaching is self-care. Everything that we're preaching is confidence building. And as leaders, as entrepreneurs, as influencers, that is our responsibility. Our responsibility is to lead ourselves first. And that is paramount to anything that you do. So Tammy, can you tell the world how to find you and, 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 and drop any more nuggets that you have before we, we sign off? Site, which is ksabusiness.ca. And if you are looking at getting into business or relatively new to it, I offer um, my free solopreneur self-assessment. It helps you figure out where you're strong and can build on those skills. And where you're weak or probably totally and completely clueless and help you figure that all out. And that's at ksabusiness.ca slash gift. Thank you so much. And I will definitely have all of that in the description. Katyra, you're up. Yeah. So um, again, my name is Katyra Poland. If you would like to reach out to me, you can visit my website, love for words. Dot com. That's love number four words with an S.com. And if you'd like to be a guest on my 
podcast editor knows best so you can also access the form there set up a free consultation so we can speak about your project um so that's again uh, loveforwords.com thank you both for being here listeners i hope that you got all of that information if you did not please check the description the links are in the description you have self-assessment tools free consultations please maximize the opportunity because that's what life is all about thank you both for being here Listeners, we are going into 2022, and I hope that you leave 2021 in the rear view. For everyone that's listening, I know you have been through some things. I know that that life has not <laughs> been easy, but guess what? Tomorrow is a new day, and you will be better tomorrow than you were yesterday. So thank you for tuning in to another edition of Your Voice, Your Power with Anika and my special guests. And as always, Stay powerful.